right. Let's have a chat. Yeah, <laughs> the perfect storm because we've got some people that are into this and some people that are over it. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's why I quite like the discussion. It, it, despite whether you're into it or over it, it is a discussion we should all be having yeah. because it has been described as the perfect storm. Rising sea levels and cities that are slowly sinking. So this new data that's been talked about a lot in the last 24 hours suggests sea level rise will be knocking on our doors in almost half the time expected. Now, that may come as some a surprise, and some people are saying, well, that's rubbish, it's not going to happen. But don't forget, for the climate change deniers, and there are some that make very valid points, and they're very bright people that deny it's happening. Very kind of you, Simon. Well done. <laughs> that no, is no, rapidly. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is why it's, this data is different, because it's actually putting in with sea level rise, which we've all talked about and some have poo-pooed, mm-hmm. but it's putting in together with that the tectonic plates sinking. Mm-hmm. And I do think that makes a difference. This is... Maps they've charted out. So anyway, faster sinking areas, Auckland, Wellington, Coromandel, Banks Peninsula, Hawke's Bay, Marlborough, Nelson, are under threat. And the reality is that for a lot of households and communities they're living in now, they simply won't be able to, according to this research, won't be able to live there in as little as a couple of decades, 20-odd yep. years. Yep. Um, and they say that just 30 centimetres of sea level rise, and that may not have anything necessarily to do with climate change. It may be these tectonic plates. But... These, but it probably does. But, but it anyway, probably does, yeah. Yep. Just 30 centimetres of sea level rise will call a, a cause a once-in-a-century flood to happen maybe every year. Well, it is happening every year in a lot of places. And that's East what Coast. people are arguing. I just think it's a discussion worth having. I guess I've lived by the sea for 20 years mm-hmm. and just recently moved inland. Mm-hmm. had nothing to do with sea level change, just that our house got too big for us and, and downsizing family, et cetera, et cetera. However, I follow real estate a lot. I've, I enjoy real estate. I don't have, I've got one flat, one rental, but I enjoy real estate and watching the markets. And I would be really nervous now, I genuinely would be, mm-hmm. to buy a house that was in a coast, designated as a coastal inundation area. And there are lots of them. Yeah. And parts of where James and I live now in the Christchurch, around by the Banks Peninsula, They've done these mappings, and, I mean, Sumner is designated the next 50 years, and this is a high-value area, yeah, yeah. and a lot of the residents are really unhappy about it because it does affect your insurances and all that. Mm-hmm. They're suggesting parts of it could be underwater. So, Well, there's another aspect to that, and the, the fact is that there's a, a big seawall in front of Sumner, mm. and a lot of people say, should councils and government be investing in that sort of infrastructure to protect areas? It's, you know, it's man-made um, when nature says we're coming in here. And further to that, Christchurch is not unique in this. No. They've just built a decile 10 school, primary school in Redcliffs in Christchurch, and it's on the water's edge. Mm. And they built it there after the earthquake because their old school got knocked down. Mm-hmm. So why would you build it there if you're a council? Anyway, so let's talk. Uh, Tim Grafton joins us now. He is the Insurance Council of New Zealand's CEO. Tim, very good afternoon to Hello, you. Hello, Tim. Yeah, good day, guys. Well, first things first, is there a risk that homes, residential homes, in coastal inundation areas could lose insurance altogether? Well, if we sat in our hands and did nothing, um, then... Uh, in the years to come, the answer to that is that insurance would gradually become less affordable uh, and uh, less available, particularly if you are experiencing those one in 100 year events uh, every year or more frequently. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the challenge is what do we do about reducing the risks 
managing the risks better because when you transfer risk to insurance, it doesn't reduce the risk, doesn't get rid of it. No. All you've done is pass the ball on to somebody else for a price. Mm. So what should we be doing? Okay, so there's a whole range of things that uh, this draft national adaptation plan the government's put out just recently um, uh, supposedly should be addressing. I, I mean, I think first and foremost, we need leadership uh, on this issue. This is a massive issue for New Zealand, actually for the world. Um, but for New Zealand, uh, we've had this wake-up call with the uh, latest information that shows that it might be coming a bit sooner for uh, many parts of the country because of uh, the way in which uh, our land is uh, subsiding. So what do we need to do? We need leadership. We are going to obviously need some funding, uh, and we need to look at the ways in which we can adapt to reduce the risks over time, um, or uh, eventually, if we cannot uh, do that and we lose out all the options, then how do we, uh, as a last resort, retreat uh, from uh, those areas that can no longer be uh, economically affordable to um, uh, defend. And that's going to be the big thing. Mm. Why do you think, Tim, that some of these councils and government are building in infrastructure close to these coastal inundation areas or in them when there's so much concern about the future? Oh, look, uh, I think uh, if you look at a lot of urban areas, there's heavy pressure to uh, you know, provide more housing. So you know, we've seen legislation come into the parliament that uh, allows for densification uh, in, of, of housing. Uh, you know, we, people, uh, the short-term pressures to meet those uh, housing demands, perfectly understandable, but can lead to some councils making what I'd call dumb decisions, which are just placing property in places where, you know, in the years to come, uh, they're going to be uh, affected by sea level rise or constant flooding. So, you know, that's the pressure, that's the trade-off, and we've got to take that long view uh, and plan sensibly for the future so we don't create more problems in the future. And then we've got to start thinking about what do we do about those people who bought properties years ago before we ever thought of climate change? How do we uh, manage the risks for them so that they can uh, eventually, if we can't um, reduce the risks for them, uh, then how do we transition them out of harm's way? Mm. Uh, because it's not just an insurance issue. There's social uh, disruption, harm and well-being. There's risks to lives. Uh, there's uh, uninsured economic losses. There's the cultural losses for, uh, for people. Uh, you know, Māori, tangata whenua, katiaki. Uh, all of those areas uh, get affected uh, by climate change. Nothing uh, is unaffected. And so it's a societal problem. And how do we go about tackling that uh, in the best way? I actually think we've got to start thinking a lot more smartly and doing things a lot more differently. So it's going to take a lot of um, players to come around the table, uh, central government, local government. Insurers need to be there because they can uh, provide some solutions. Uh, but also, you know, other parts of the financial sector as well. So we can think smartly about these huge challenges that confront us. Last question, um, and because you are the Insurance Council CEO, are there any places offshore that you're aware of that have cancelled insurance uh, for residential dwellings near the sea? Uh, not that I can think of at the top of my head, uh, but what I would say is that we're very fortunate in New Zealand where when you buy a house, uh, insurance, 
uh, you're buying you know cover for all hazards: fires, earthquakes, mm. floods, uh, wind, storm damage, etc. Um, so, uh, but one thing that insurance doesn't do uh, nowhere in the world is it cover, cover you just for sea level rise. So by that I mean if you've got a house built uh, very close to the beach and the water laps up to the house uh, over the years to come, the damage from that will not be insurable. Mm. What we're talking about in terms of insurance is with your water table uh, rising uh, closer to the foundations of your house, uh, when the water from inundation and rain can't get out to sea uh, because the sea level has risen, uh, and you get flooded more frequently. That's where insurance kicks in. Mm. But it's only going to be able to be there uh, at an affordable and available way if we manage the risks uh, appropriately mm. so that uh, you know we are uh, covering all of those perils to support our customers. Complex issues. Really mm. good to get your thoughts, Tim. Thank you for your time, mate. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. Tim Grafton, Insurance Council of New Zealand CEO.